If you have the Passion Translation, then you can follow with me. If you don't have the Passion Translation, I suggest you just listen, okay? Because sometimes, you know, when you're trying to follow in a different translation, right? It can be a little bit like, where am I? And, and I don't want you to lose where you are and what the Lord is saying. So I'm reading from a very familiar passage. It's Proverbs 4:20, but we're going to read to 27. In the Passion, Passion Translation is where I want to start. Ready? So if you don't have it, you could close your eyes and allow me to minister the word to you. Thank you, Jesus. We rest in you, God. All right. This is some good advice here. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you, and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellspring of life. Avoid dishonest speech and pretentious words be free from using perverse words no matter what. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead. Ignore life's distractions. Watch where you're going. Stick to the path of truth and the road will be safe and smooth before you. Don't allow yourself to be sidetracked for even a moment or take the detour that leads to darkness. So on Sunday morning, what happened right about here-ish, right? When I was worshiping the Lord and I was on my knees and all of a sudden the Lord started to speak to me about how he wants more of our time. Don't be afraid. how he wants more of our attention. He started talking to me about how we spend so much time out there. And there's an inundation every moment of every day in our time out there. And he just started talking to me about how there was a huge imbalance as far as things that were getting our attention in the world, as opposed to, you know, time with the Lord and giving the Lord our attention and giving his word our attention. Do you follow me? And this is not a criticism or a rebuke, right, in any way. This is, uh, this is an exhortation is actually what he said on Sunday. So this is to encourage you to encourage you because the Lord has something for us and he's wanting to get our attention, not because he's trying to take all our time so we can't have any fun. That's one perspective. But because he knows how things work. 
Everything works by faith. Everything that we desire for this year, we're going to talk about that, is appropriated, comes into my life, is manifested by faith. And there are just plain, downright, outright, however you want to say it, things that are taking place of God and his word in our life. And so he really brought that to my attention. He even said things like, now I'm preaching to the choir, but he even said things like, I want people who come to church only on Sunday. He said, I, I want them to come on Wednesday night. I want more of their time. Because he loves us so much. Don't you just want to be around the people that you love? Don't you just want to spend time with the people that you love? And so he was talking to me about that, how he wants, and he was saying things like that. Even like if I could have a, like an extra night, like he was saying, think about it. We'll get into this later. I don't want to get too far ahead. Because the other thing he did is I was doing something in worship where I, 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 I can't replay it exactly, but I was doing something. And, and I tried to ask the Lord, what am I doing? I, I really want to engage, right, spirit, soul, and body. Yes. I want all three to be in alignment with what God is doing, right? And so I said, Lord, what am I doing? And I saw, I could see that as I was doing that, there was dust that was being brought up. And he said, I'm exposing things. And then if you remember on Sunday, Pastor Ian came up at the end of service. And he exposed something that the enemy was trying to keep hidden. Do you remember when he exposed depression? And Pastor Jessica came up and led us through the freedom prayer. And so more of that is, is his desire, where he's going to be exposing more. Again, not because he's trying to make people look bad, not because he's trying to make people stand up and be the center of attention for a negative reason, but because he knows that those things that the enemy is trying to keep hidden are the very things that prevent us from reaching our destiny in God. Okay, so more attention, more time, more focus, more in our ears, more in our eyes, Proverbs 4, and exposing more, deception, things of darkness that he wants to keep hidden, things that people even think are not a big deal. But God wants to do business with every bit. He wants us purified. You know, when you send water through a purifier, it gets rid of everything. Even the, what's the good thing that sometimes people have to add to their water because the purification takes everything out? Yes, the minerals. Because it gets, the purification gets rid of everything and that's his desire. Amen? Okay. So let's look now. Oh, before we do that now, okay. The other thing I need to do is, so we, we talked a lot about 5779 is the year we're in. This is where the Lord is tying everything together. 
And we already know 57, 5779. So 5700, uh, we know that this is the year of harvest. I want to get it. May it be the, may we see? May it be the year of seeing the harvest. Five is a number of grace. May it be the year of seeing the harvest. 79, the decade of the 70s was all about seeing. In Hebrew, I love this because we've been doing this in this house, people. It's all about seeing. It's all about getting perspective of God. It's all about seeing what God is saying and seeing what God means. And when you look at the, that 70 in the Hebrew is ein. And if you go back to the, I love Hebrew, the ancient Hebrew pictograph, the picture that goes with 70, which is the decade of seeing that we're in, is an eye. Okay? There's so many secrets hidden in the, in the Hebrew language, which is why I love it. So we're in, in 5779. Nine is tet. It's the ninth letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And it looks like, okay, so it means harvest. Okay, we know it's the year of harvest. But it actually looks like, that letter tet looks like a womb. So this year, God is birthing into the earth things that you may have been carrying for however long he is desiring to get these things out of you ideas dreams visions plans things that god has been speaking and preparing in your heart this is the year of seeing those things come to pass and we know also okay that it's the year of, think of it, it looks like a womb, it's the year of creative miracles, and we've heard that. Okay? Like, I, you know, I was gonna say I apologize, but I don't apologize. I love that kind of stuff. Like, I am a weirdo for that kind of stuff. Are you kidding me? This is the year of harvest, and it's a good year, and it's the year where we're gonna see things, right? that we have been waiting on, that God is going to use this year to birth things. And that letter, which the number nine represents, looks like a womb. I love that stuff, Lord. So 5779. So why is Proverbs 4 important? Because even though God has great things in store for us this year, we won't get them unless we believe for them. Even the things that are right there in front of us, if we do not appropriate them by faith, we will not get the things that God desires to do through us this year. And Proverbs 4 is all about protecting us from distractions. It tells us what to do and what not to do. Amen? And so we're going to look at that. Let's look at that. Now, I'm going to read this now. I'm going to read it again. And I'm going to read it from the New King James Version. Okay? I really, okay. What I really want to do, what I really want to do is, so this was written by who? King Solomon. 
Okay. I'm doing it, people. I'm reading the whole chapter. <laughs> but I had to read it up here because I took my glasses off. Okay. So this is the New King James Version. If you have it, you can follow along. If you don't have the New King James Version, then just close your eyes. Okay, so this is, this is written by, so this is Solomon, King Solomon. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father. Okay, we have to think of it in light of what God desires to do this year. This is not just another teaching. This is not a teaching on Proverbs 4. It's not a teaching on Proverbs 4. This is God exhorting us tonight. And he wants to impart something to you as well tonight. But this is him now for the next 30 minutes getting our full attention because it's the beginning of a new year. Let's start it off right, Sandy. Let's start off right from the beginning knowing what it's going to take. We don't want to be in July of next year, 2019, saying, oh, I wish I knew what it took. Because God is telling you right now, this is what it will take. Okay? And so listen in that light. Okay? This is not a teaching on Proverbs 4. We've heard lots of teachings on Proverbs 4. This is not a teaching. I want you to, this is what the Lord said, that you would hear this scripture like you're hearing it for the first time. Because this is, this is strategy for this year from the Lord. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender, and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, let your heart retain my words. Who was his father? King David. Let your heart retain my words. Keep my commands and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her and she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom and in all your and all you're getting get understanding. Exalt her wisdom and she will promote you. She, God is wanting to get something over to you tonight. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear my son and receive my sayings and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered. When you run, you will not stumble. Take firm hold of instruction. That word instruction is musar, and it means correction, discipline, chastisement, and instruction. Take firm hold of it. Do not let go. 
Do not let go of correction. Keep her, for she is your life. Wow. That's a different perspective on correction, isn't it? Do not enter the path of the wicked. Do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn away from it and pass on, for they do not sleep unless they have done evil. And their sleep is taken away. Okay, where was I? Because that just blew my page away. And now I'm thinking, 16. Uh, okay, for their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun. You know, people do meditations on God loves me and there's always a sun shining. There's always a blue sky. <laughs> the birds are chirping, right? The fish are swimming. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. And that's, and the Lord has just reminded me of what he said before. Things that people may not even know are a problem. Could be the very thing that makes them stumble. My son, here we go. Give attention to my words. And the Amplify says, and be willing to learn. Be willing to learn. Be willing to learn. Say, I'm willing to learn. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Remove your foot from evil. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's go through this now because we're gonna go, we're, we are gonna go through it. So let's start at verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Give attention to my words. Give attention to my words. Give it to, what does it mean to give attention to something? When you give attention to something, it gets your focus. Right. Okay, this is for all of you now, right? This is like self-examination time, <laughs> right? No show of hands for anything, right? But you're thinking now, right? <laughs> Holy Spirit, we allow you, Lord, to speak to us. As we're going through this strategy from heaven, if there's anything that you would like to reveal or expose, we want to know about it. Amen? So giving attention to, the things you give attention to, they get the greatest thing that we have, our time. Give attention to, you know, the, I, I did this thing, I did a little math, do the math. If you do 16 hours a day and we do eight hours of sleeping, I used to make sure I wrote it down, it's 100 and something, uh, 112 hours a week. If we do 16 hours of waking days, 16 hours and we sleep for eight, which is 24, so 16 hours, 112 hours a week when you times the 16 by seven, seven days in a week, right? Mm -hmm. 
112 hours. And so now we start to do the math. Because we know, I can tell, what someone is giving their attention to by how much time they spend on it. Like, it really isn't rocket science. It really is simple. Let us not complicate it. How much time am I devoting to? Okay, so we go to church on Sunday. We'll give you two hours. <laughs> right? And then you're here Wednesday night. That's another two. We're at four. Somebody count. And then what else we got? If you do morning prayer, if you do morning prayer, it's a half an hour times five. That's two and a half, right? So what's that? Six and a half hours. What I say the total was 112. Okay, let's say you come to prayer on Tuesday night. Yeah. There's an hour. So we're at seven and a half out of 112. Let's say you come to prayer on, what do we got? Wednesday before service and Sunday before service. We'll even give you two hours. But you know you don't show up at nine o'clock in the morning on Sunday, but we'll give it to you. What are we at? 9.5 out of 112. <laughs> right? You get where I'm going with this. To get to 10%, we got to get what, 11? <laughs> okay. Yeah, make it plain. So, so 10%. So even if we're giving 20%, which is a lot more than the things I just listed off. If we're giving 20, oh, because you, you have your time in the morning in addition to your, right? We'll give you another 10 hours. That's, that's generous. Okay? That's 20%. Of 112 hours, waking hours, because we didn't factor sleeping in, right? But 20%, okay? Would you say that giving 20%, and we're probably being generous with, okay, listen though, okay, listen. This is a message though, even if we think, like this house is like, you know, we're pretty stellar, right? Yeah. But imagine the rest of <laughs> Christianity right? But we'll go with the 20%. So it, would you normally say that something that gets 20% of your time is a real focus in your life? Probably not. If we're being honest, yeah. it prob it's probably not. So to give it, so we give attention to, so God is calling us, right? To, right? I mean, we know we're going to have a give account to give account, but we're not even talking about that. God wants to get some things done this year. Yeah. It's a good year, he says. Yeah. And it's a year, what? Of good harvest. But only if we believe for it. And faith comes by hearing and by hearing and by hearing and probably more than 20% of the things that I hear. Because we hear a lot of things, don't we, in this day and age? Yes. Okay, so what are we giving our attention to? Oh, there was this thing, there was this iPhone thing. Not sure if it fits here now, but we're going to go with it. There was a study done in 2014. It's called the iPhone effect. Because it's talking about attention, right? And the attention, we pay, do we even pay attention, right? And what do we give our attention to? And focus, right? Our focus in, in this uh, North American culture, in this day and age, it's, it's very divided. And that's being nice, right? But there was a study done, this iPhone study done, okay? 
And this is, I'm talking to me. There was a study done in 2014, 200 participants. I don't think it had to be an iPhone, but it was basically a cell phone, okay? And they were, they volunteered, they went into the coffee shop and everybody got a partner and they didn't know what the test was. And so they had, they had people, representatives who knew what was going on and all they had to do was get with their partner, this person they didn't know, and they had to have a 10 minute conversation in the coffee shop. And then there were these research assistants that watched the conversation. And basically all they were watching for was whether or not people had their cell phone out on the table, touched their cell phone, looked at their cell phone, whatever, right? And it said that for the people who had, like this is amazing how we are, the cell, they had their cell phone on, on the table, they didn't even have to touch it. It didn't have to ring, it didn't have to buzz, it didn't have to do anything, just had to be present on the table. They didn't even have to touch it. It's not like they were checking messages. It was there. So the people who had it on the table versus the people who did not have a cell phone visible, so they left it in their pocket or left it in their bag or their purse or whatever, it said when they asked them some questions after, didn't say anything about the cell phone, but they just asked them questions about the quality of their conversation, how engaging their conversation was. How, how much empathy did they feel for the other person, right? How much did they care about what they were talking about? It said, for those who had the cell phone on the table, didn't even touch the table, that it, their conversation was significantly less of less quality. The quality of their conversation, they didn't even have to touch the phone. Wow. But statistically, I think actually it said every person, but anyways, we'll say statistically because I really don't know the difference. But they said basically that if they did, the phone was there, the quality of the conversation was less, right. decreased. Right. And it's because it's a distraction. Yeah. Because what does the phone represent? Whole bunch of people yeah. and a whole bunch of lives that are represented, all these little worlds that are represented in this cell phone to us, right? And it was just talking about how our society is so distracted. And there are things vying for our attention all day, every day. In this day of information and technology, we got like there's studies on the amount of stuff that's coming in our ears and coming in our eyes, just bombarded. There's an inundation of stuff. And God is saying, okay, I need more of your attention if, if, if you want to see the harvest. This is a year of seeing the harvest, 79. Seeing the harvest, seeing the harvest, actual manifestation of the harvest, but only if we can believe for it. And God has given us a strategy and he's saying, watch what you give your attention to. Watch what you give your attention to. Give your attention to my words. How much attention? And we have to do our own personal inventory with the Lord. How much attention am I giving to the Lord's words? Amen. Okay. Where's my, where's my sheet of paper? Oh, it's over here. Okay. Praise the Lord. So 
Let's, what's next? Incline your ear. How much are we listening to? How much are we hearing? I know we have jobs. I know we have, I, we have, you know, lives. We have children. We have family. We have friends. I like going to the coffee shop. We have these other things. Love going to craft shows. God's not against us doing these things, right? But he's saying, watch when you're not at a craft show. What's going in your ears? Because we have a lot of other unaccounted time. That's the beautiful thing about being in LCSM. Your time is accounted for. You're in a little cocoon incubator, right? Yeah, and your time is accounted for. But what about the rest of us? Amen? Do not let them depart from your eyes. The word of God. Don't let the word depart from your eyes. That's not just reading the word. That's meditating on the word. Kenneth Hagin says, spiritual wisdom comes only from meditating on the word of God. From meditating on the word of God. See the word of God in your life. Done. If you're believing for a, a, a healing in your body, by the stripes that Jesus bore, you were healed. Your strategy from heaven is to meditate on that scripture. See the word of God. Keep the word of God in your eyes. Get understanding. When we see what God means, we get his perspective. I see what you mean, God. I understand what you're saying. I maybe didn't know before, but now I see what you mean. Now that I've meditated on the word, I've given attention to the word. I've allowed the word to give attention to means to mark you. I've pondered to the word to the point where it has marked me, where it's made an impression on me, where it's been specific and allowed to make a difference in my life. But only if I spend time meditating on the word will that happen. This is not a flippant thing. And the thing is, it doesn't even take a lot of time but it just takes consistency. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. God said, it's a jungle out there. <laughs> and remember, remember how much time if we come in from out there and we've had all that stuff, right? What are we doing to balance out? At least balance out. We really should be doing more because we are very special in this house. <laughs> and God's got an amazing mandate on this house. And we want to see our harvest this year. So we got to go with great intention and great purpose. And we got to watch what we're watching. We got to spend time on the word. Lord, you say, give attention to my word. Lord, I'm giving attention to your word, God. That is my commitment to you, Lord. I'm going to keep your word in my eyes. I'm going to keep looking at what you're saying, God. I thank you, Lord. There is a word for every situation this year, God. 
There is a word for everything that I'm believing for this year, God. And that's the strategy that you have given to me, God. I will continue to meditate on your word, God. Your truth, God. I thank you, Lord God. Your word is the answer. No matter my situation, I commit to give attention, God. Some real, solid attention, God, to your word. I'm going to give it time. That's the best thing I got. I'm going to give it even just a little more time. And the words you speak affect your spirit, obviously. The words you speak, okay, so we have to watch what we say. They identify you. You can, Pastor Ian talks about that all the time. If I sit with you for coffee for 10 minutes, I can locate you. Just keep talking, right? Your words locate you, okay? They identify you. They tell you what you're afraid of. They tell you what you don't believe. They all, and they conversely tell you what you do believe, okay? Um, Kenneth Hagin, the words you speak set the boundaries for your life. You can never get beyond the words that you speak. He wants to impart. He wants to give you a part of him. And he said, when I said to him, Lord, what is it that you want to give them? What part of you do you want to give them? What do you want to impart to them to equip them for this 5779 great year of seeing the harvest manifested? And he said, wisdom like Solomon. <laughs> To discern, yes. to discern what the things that you should be saying and shouldn't be saying, the people that you should be hanging around with and shouldn't be hanging around with, the things that you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. He wants to impart to every one of us who wants it tonight Wisdom like Solomon to discern in this season so that we can exercise with confidence the strategy that Proverbs 4, 20 to 27 is in our lives. This year, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord.